You're listening to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer. I'm a certified life, health, and nutrition coach, and I'm also a breast cancer thriver. If you're trying to figure out how to move past the trauma and the emotional toll of breast cancer, you've come to the right place. In this podcast, I will give you the tools and the insights to create a life that's even better than before breast cancer. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lummer, and I'm here today with another Tuesday Terrain Talk. First of all, I just want to stop and say thank you so much for all the great feedback I have been getting about these Tuesday episodes. I've received lots of messages and emails and even more questions about topics people want to hear about, which makes me very happy. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach, and send me a DM of a topic you'd like to hear about on one of our Tuesday Terrain Talks. I'm happy to look into it. And, you know, I think it's an interesting thing. I love doing these terrain talks because I think it's very empowering, as I have said on previous episodes. I want us to be more aware of all the little things we can do to support our health. And I think there we need a little paradigm shift there because often when we talk about things that people say cause cancer, right? This causes cancer. If you, I think it's a California rule. There's like a prop, I think it's prop 64 or something like that. But in California, like literally everything you buy has this little sticker, this little piece of paper in it that says, you know, prop 64, it's some kind of a notice of prop 64 that something in this product, in this package, in this clothing item and whatever it is could cause cancer. It's literally on everything, you guys. And it's so much so that I think it becomes silly, right? We start to look at it and just go, whatever, everything causes cancer. I can't worry about it. And I think that on the one hand, I guess that keeps us from going into anxiety and worry about it. But on the other hand, I think it also strips us of some of our power. So if we can shift the thinking from everything causes cancer, what can I do, to there are so many things that I can do to reduce my risk. What works for me in my lifestyle? What helps me feel more empowered? And really the, the bottom line, the big question is what's important to you? What things are, play a big enough role in your life that you feel it could be impactful for you? It's important for you. What things are such minor things in your life that you think, you know what, even if that could increase my risk of cancer, I don't care about that thing. It's not important to me. So why even have it in my life if it's a risk, right? That kind of feeds into what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to share a personal story with you of what got me interested in this and where my mindset was around this topic and kind of where it is now. So we're talking about unplugging. And when I talk about unplugging, two things come to mind. One, blue light, constant noise and light, how it affects our vision and how it affects our brain. And two, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies and the talk and confusion about whether or not this is actually something that could be a health concern for us. So I'll tell you, I would hear a lot of talk about EMFs and I study a lot in the 
I don't want to say necessarily naturopathic world, but I read a lot about anthroposophic medicine, naturopathic medicine. You know, I study with Nisha Winters and just look at all of the natural things and that affect our circadian rhythms. And I've often, often, often heard about EMFs and often wondered how important is that? I mean, is that really that big of a deal? And then a while back on one of the podcasts, it was podcast number 74 and 75, I did two episodes on sleep hygiene with Dr. Stephanie Green, and she talked about radiation, EMF, and having your cell phones outside of your room, away from you, because there's constant frequency going into this phone, right? We know our phones update during the night. We know that there's constant communication happening with these electronic devices. And as she got more and more into studying about good sleep hygiene and the importance of sleep as a foundation for our good health, she had for herself and for her children, move the cell phones away from where they're sleeping, turn off all the little lights, put black tape over all the little LED lights that might be in the room. So you get that beautiful trifecta for good sleep, which is cold, dark, and quiet is how we want our rooms. So when she brought up even EMFs, I started thinking about it. I was like, okay. And I'll tell you, I confess I am guilty. I had a habit of reading on my iPad before going to sleep. And so obviously, brain stimulation and looking and having blue light come into my eyes. And so I thought, mm, I don't know, like, is that really that significant? How important is it when there were so many other things I could do to support getting good sleep? Well, I started to do, I started this habit where I, you know, I love listening to audiobooks and I would be listening to a great story that I didn't want to put down. And so I'd put my AirBud in my ear and I'd set the sleep timer. When you have the Audible app on your phone, you can set it to go off at whatever, 5, 10, 15 minutes. So I would set the sleep timer for 15 or 30 minutes because I was listening to a good part in the book and I wanted to listen to it as I fell asleep, but I didn't want the noise in my head all night long. But what would happen is that the AirPod would stay in my ear. Those little suckers don't fall out. So the book would turn off, but the AirPod would stay in my ear. Well, I made a habit out of doing this. I was doing it pretty frequently. And I started to notice one day that I was having a lot of pain in my jaw. I was having a lot of pain in my jaw and down the side of my neck, on the right side of my neck, because I only wear my right AirPod. I don't ever, or very, very rarely do I wear them both. And I have a hearing issue in my left ear, so I always wear the right AirPod. And it was becoming really uncomfortable, like uncomfortable enough that I was getting a little concerned there was a problem because it was very painful. And then it occurred to me and I thought, you know what? I have been falling asleep with my AirPod in my ear. And I wonder if this EMF thing has some validity here. Could the, the radiation, could the EMF, the radioactive frequencies that are constantly in my ear while I'm sleeping? I mean, you know, that's eight, nine hours of sleep and it's just in my ear the entire time. In addition to the fact that if I was doing things during the day, like often when I'm cooking or if I'm running errands or things, I have the ear pod in my ear just throughout the day because I wouldn't think about it very often. And so I started to think, wow, I wonder if this is having an effect on the pain I'm having in my jaw and my ear. And so I made a conscious decision to keep that AirPod out of my ear. I would put it in if I had a phone call to make or something, but I wouldn't just walk around with it in. And then I stopped doing it entirely at bedtime. I stopped using the AirPod completely at bedtime. And after a few days, that pain went away. Now, that 
isn't necessarily the showing me that it caused it. So of course, after a couple of weeks of no pain, I decided to try and see if I could create some more pain for myself again. I tried it again. So for a couple of nights, I thought, let me check. Let's see, right? I'm at N of one on my own population of one in my scientific study. And let's see if I can duplicate my outcome. And I put the AirPod back in and I would listen to my book as I fell asleep. And within three days, my jaw started hurting again. And I thought, okay, for me, I have my answer. Whatever's happening, whether it's too much or too long, or the way that the AirPod fits in my ear, or the frequencies that are going in my ear or around my head, whatever it is, it's for me, not working, right? It's creating some kind of pain, not good. I'm not going to do this anymore. And as I study more in the metabolic approach to health, EMS is really a thing we talk about a lot, EMFs and reducing that exposure to EMFs in many ways that you can in your life. And so I thought, okay, you know, this is definitely a good thing. And I started looking and seeing online some images and I would see these, I don't know if they were PET scan images or MRIs, and they were showing people's brains or the side of their head after 15 minutes of a phone call with their smartphone held next to their head. And you could see the increase in the heat signature on the entire side of their head. And I thought that was pretty remarkable. So I started doing a little bit of research and reading. And even in the World Health Organization, they say that the main effect of radio frequency electromagnetic fields is heating of the body tissues. We know that, right? We, when we have radiation. Now that's a uber ultra amount of radio frequency. We're not going to get that from our cell phone, but we know what it does and it creates heat. And the World Health Organization also says there's no doubt that short-term exposure to very high levels of electromagnetic fields can be harmful to your health. And what they're referring to in very high levels are like energy plants, big commercial things. And I'm going to put a link to that article on electromagnetic frequencies, radioactivity from the World Health Organization in the show notes for the show. So there's a ton of information in there and you can read it. And let me know what you think, because what I will share with you is after reading and watching some videos and reading some research and reading some studies, that it's about as clear as mud when it comes to our low-level radioactive frequency exposures harmful to our health. And some studies say, yes, they are, that they're possible human carcinogens. Other studies say, you shouldn't call them possible, you should say they're probable because we have this new rat study and this rat study showed that it's a probable carcinogen and that this exposure to electromagnetic frequencies can cause in that specific study caused increases of cancer in glial cells in the brain and in specific cells in the heart. But then there was a lot of controversy over this study as well. And so everything I found that said, oh yeah, EMFs, even the low exposure for EMFs from your phone and other devices, wireless devices that we use increases our risk of cancer. For every one of those I found, I found another one that says, well, not really. And it's hard to tell. And I can see why it is hard to tell because as I read through these studies, there's so many things at play. So it's difficult to pinpoint where this electromagnetic frequency comes into play and the influence it has, because even in studies where it shows that it's a possible increased risk factor, exposure to these frequencies, they're such small risk factors that then the argument is, well, 
that could have been something else too. That could have been an unhealthy animal. That could just be, you know, such a small percentage of the rats that died in that study or got cancer in that study that you would just expect that. And even in humans, the World Health Organization says there are humans that are very sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies. And so for those people, they have to be more cautious of their exposure. And for other people who are not as sensitive, eh, it's not gonna really hurt their health. But then they say, but then the studies are still out and we're still looking into it. So one of the videos that I watch is through Dr. Eric Berg. He's a very well-known YouTube doctor. I will link that YouTube video in the show notes for this episode as well. And you'll find those at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash 255. In this video, and there's a few videos that Dr. Berg has done on EMFs, and I like him because he's really rational. He's not an extremist kind of guy. And one of the things he points out, which I can definitely see after reading a lot of the research that you could conclude is that right now, everyone says there's no risk to human health. But something he points out is that's what we said for decades about trans fats and for decades about smoking. And as the World Health Organization says, as an article in Scientific American says, as Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center says in an article that I'll also post a link to, is that studies are continuing. And so it's just saying, you know, research isn't clear. From the research we see now, we don't think it's a problem, but research is continuing because people are reporting problems. And so I think that as we approach this from a terrain mentality and from thinking about supporting the terrain of your body, I say, you know, let's not freak out. Let's not have a ton of fear about it, but recognize how your body is affected as the story I shared with you, I kind of did my own study and noticed, yeah, this is bothering me. Something about it, whether it was radio frequencies or not, but something about it was definitely creating pain. And so why not reduce your exposure where you can, if you can? So if this is some kind of a potential risk and something in the article from the World Health Organization that they said was that these studies could all mean that radio electromagnetic frequencies have no effect on our health, or it could also mean that we just don't know yet how to detect the effect that it's having on our health. So it's really murky out there. And so there's lots of tools that people use to reduce the level of exposure to electromagnetic frequencies. You'll see if you check out the video from Dr. Berg, he has a device where he checks different devices and sees, you know, what is the electromagnetic frequency coming off of these lights, for instance, or this computer, for instance, or your cell phone. And to remember that with distance, that gets less intense. Electromagnetic frequency is going to get less intense the further away you are from it. So if you have a cell phone that's only emitting it for two feet, then move the cell phone to the other side of the room while you sleep. Keep it away from your head. Use the kind of earplugs that plug into your cell phone and then they have the little I can't recall right now what the thing is called. They have the little device on it that lessens the electromagnetic frequency and reduces your exposure to frequencies. And they have those and you can put them on your cell phones. You can find earplug devices that have those in there. And we can take steps towards reducing our exposure to them. Because why not? Why not if we can? Why not if we're not sure if this is a risk or not? And there are simple changes that we can make that don't cost us a thing. And we can potentially 
lessen our exposure. As we talked about before, the toxic burden that we expose ourselves to in this world, can we reduce it in ways that still work for our lifestyle? And I think when it comes to electromagnetic frequencies, that's one thing that we can definitely reduce wherever we can find ways that it works for us. More importantly, I think that as we're talking about unplugging, I think about also blue light, as I said before. And blue light, we know, disturbs the way that the brain works, and it can be disruptive to our sleep patterns. It can affect melatonin production if we're exposing ourselves to blue light, reading on our cell phones, reading on our Kindles, reading on our tablets, our iPads, or things like that before we go to sleep or playing games on it. So that can definitely have an impact on the way that our brain functions and our ability to get sleep, which again is a foundation of good health. And so the recommendation to unplug from those electronic devices and give your brain a rest for at least an hour before bedtime, I think is great advice. And we can move things around and reduce the exposure directly to our head from electromagnetic frequencies as much as possible. But why not reduce that exposure to blue light as well? And especially when it comes if you have little ones in the house, because there's a lot of evidence showing that with the constant exposure of blue light through their eyes, that it can have definitely an impact on our vision, on everyone's vision. And I also think about when I think about unplugging, because to me, unplugging means okay, I'm off of electronics right now. I'm reading a, just a book with actual pages. I'm letting my brain just relax. I'm not watching TV. I'm not listening to something. I'm just unplugged, right? I don't have technology around me, but other things too, like even music going on, any kind of noise. To me, unplug means time out in nature, time in silence, time in quiet, time focused on your breathing, just silence. And I think that that's an even bigger aspect of why we unplug. I think it's much more important because here we can look at, okay, what do EMFs do? Well, we don't really know yet from different studies. We do know some effects from individual people. And as with everything else we do to support our health, we must respect our bio-individuality. We must look at our body and how our body responds to things and honor that. I don't care what any study says. If a study says, no, that AirPod in your ear all night long cannot possibly cause jaw pain, but when I use it, I have jaw pain, I'm going to pay more attention to my jaw than I am to the study, okay? Because the study wasn't done on me. So we always have to honor our bodies. And when we're unplugging, it's not that, oh, is unplugging, is being off of electronic devices, is this fighting cancer? That's not the thing that we want to be thinking about, right? We're thinking, is this supporting my health? Is this supporting my ability to have optimal wellness? And I think that's the most important thing because we know that when we have silence, we benefit our brain. So when people go to sleep and they've got the television on, I hear this often, I can't possibly sleep without the TV on. Well, we're not getting that really restful sleep because we're not, our brain is still there. Like it's still working. That sucker is on 24 seven. It's listening to what's going around us. And I know for me and for other people who I've heard from, when you have a radio on, or if I were to fall asleep with an audible book on, or if the TV is on, we wake up and realize we've incorporated what we were listening to into our dream. And what does that tell you? I mean, it really says your brain is on. Your brain is still taking in information. It's still working. 
during a time when it's not supposed to be, during a time where it's supposed to be really quiet, when it's supposed to be doing the work to help our body regenerate, recover, detoxify, heal, cleanse, and restore and renew during sleep. So just like we don't want to eat food right before we go to bed, because then we've activated our digestive system. And instead of our body being able to focus on detox and cleansing and cell renewal, it's focusing on digesting food as we're sleeping. Kind of the same thing with our brain. If we don't have things turned off, if we've got lights in our eyes and noise going on all the time, our brain is just digesting information constantly. When unplugging and giving ourselves that quiet time allows the brain to just be in peace. It actually allows our brain to regenerate. It gives us space to get to know ourselves and observe ourselves. And as I say that, I kind of laugh because people will say to me all the time, oh, I don't, I don't want to be in silence because my brain goes a mile a minute. I'll have to listen to so many thoughts basically in my head. And that's the whole idea. You know, when we notice that the brain is on like overdrive, it's just constantly going, constantly having thoughts. And we think, well, what am I supposed to do about that, right? That's just how my brain works. Well, yes, it is how your brain works. But you, as the conscious observer of that, you have the ability to say, okay, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to allow myself quiet and lack of input here so I can just focus on breath and I can calm the brain down. I can use that part of me that's aware of how much I'm thinking to do certain things, to focus, to breathe, to calm, to choose different thoughts, to calm the brain. And in doing that, I can calm my body and I can support my optimal health. So when it comes to unplugging and I look into electromagnetic frequencies and I look into blue light and I read the studies that leave you just like going into the nutrition area in a bookstore would leave you going, well, what's right and what's wrong and what do I do and what's dangerous and what's not? I think most importantly, it's step back and say, why am I choosing this? Why do I want to be looking in this phone every chance that I get? How is this phone distracting me from being present in my life? Why do I need to have the TV on? What are thoughts that are happening in my brain that I'm not dealing with? What are emotions that I'm not processing because I'm not allowing silence? I'm not allowing even my brain cells to regenerate and relieve them of the stress of constant information input, right? I'm not giving them any space for creativity, for getting to know myself and for getting to understand what my body's needs are and what are affecting me. And I think that when it comes to to unplug or not, that is a much bigger question than how dangerous are EMFs. So I would propose those questions when you consider how much time do you spend on a cell phone, how much noise do you have constantly going in your home? Are the TVs always on? Do you leave a TV on when you're sleeping? Do you have exposure and noise constantly going on, whether it's through an AirPod, through a cell phone, or through anything else? Why the avoidance of silence? Because silence is so beneficial and so calming for our nervous system and so necessary for our nervous system. So when we talk about some of the most 
popular emotional disturbances, or I shouldn't say popular, but common emotional disturbances, anxiety is definitely one of them. And when I think about anxiety from an Ayurvedic perspective, from an energetic and natural perspective, anxiety is fast movement of thoughts, right? It's the brain on just hyper overdrive thinking about a million things at once and unplugging and giving yourself time to just settle down and give the brain space and allow the brain to relieve itself, I think is such a critical aspect of supporting our ability to be well. So I have given you a lot of links where you can look into these EMF articles yourself and check out what the World Health Organization has to say, what Memorial Sloan Kettering has to say, what Scientific American has to say, and decide for yourself. But once again, I think when it comes to supporting a train, honor your body. Why not take steps to get back as close as you can to your circadian rhythms, to that calm state, and allow yourself throughout your day and throughout your life, throughout your week, time to unplug, to get your feet on regular ground, especially now summertime because the sunshine's finally out in California, to get some bare feet on the ground to be off of devices, and to just listen to yourself and tune into your breath and discover what it is you need for yourself to support your optimal health. All right. Well, I'm glad you plugged into this podcast and you know, you can always come and work with me. You can find more information on my life coaching membership on my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash life coaching. Take care and I will talk to you again soon. You've put your courage to the test Laid all your doubts to rest Your mind is clearer than before Your heart is full and wanting more Your future's at the door Give it all you got No hesitating You've been waiting This is your moment